This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. People have the oracles of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, teacher, guide, leader, helper, greater one who lives on the inside of me. Thank you for showing me, revealing through me to feed God's people in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 6, please. Galatians, the sixth chapter. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And, well, some are still turning, but I'll read it again when you get there. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Did you, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In due season. So in other words, there's a season for you to reap. Amen. Let me say that again. So there is a season for you to reap. You may have sown for 10 years and seemingly not reaped. Maybe it's not your season yet. That does not mean it's not coming. Your season is coming. I think I mentioned on last Sunday that Jesus walked the earth for 30 years before he performed his first miracle. I'm sure he was in the temple, he was praying, he was giving, he was doing everything he's supposed to do, just like us. And it was 30 years. But in 30 years was his due season. Glory of God, hallelujah. So, therefore, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, in due season. You know, you get a bill in the mail and it has a due date on it. It has a due date. Well, God says there's a due season. Hallelujah. There's a season for you and for me. Your season may not be my season. 
Your season may not be your neighbor's season. But if you don't get weary, and if you don't faint, your day will come. It'll be just wait a while. Hallelujah. Okay, so there is a due season. There is a, there is a season for us to reap if we faint not. I want to look at the return on our giving. The return on our giving. Because this, this is a challenge for many people. They feel as though I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving. And, I'm giving and I don't see anything come back. I do the tithe because I'm scared. If I don't do it, God going to get me. But the offerings... See, it's them offerings I'm talking about. See, them offerings, that's supposed to be at my discretion. And from those offerings, I'm supposed to receive. There ain't nothing happening. And I want to know what's going on. Well, let's turn to Genesis 8.22. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, the word declares, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and there's going to be harvest. There's going to be seed time and there's going to be harvest. Did you hear me? There's going to be seed time and there's going to be harvest. As long as this earth remains, that will not cease. It will continue. Seed time, harvest. Seed time, harvest. Everything I do is a seed. Everything. If I just help an old lady across the street, that's a seed. Everything is a seed. And to every seed, there is a time of harvest. And as long as the earth remains, it will be that way. All right, that's good to know. That's good to know. The prosperity or the riches that everyone seeks for that we experience is based on seed time and harvest. It's based on seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping, giving and receiving. So your riches that you are seeking after are based on your sowing. Hmm. Say that again. The riches that you seek after are based upon your giving or sowing. Because God says, as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and there's going to be harvest. So if there's no seed, there will be no harvest. If 
picture is coming, that means it wasn't there before. And if breaches were to come, they would have to come as a result of sowing. What you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's tied to your giving to your sowing. So when you say, well, I already gave today, that's enough. You are determining Not God, you. You are determining your harvest. Well, I, you know, I gave five hours. No. Well, when you look for your wheelbarrow to come, it may come, but there might only be $20 in the middle of it. Because it's based on seed time and harvest. If a farmer wants a whole field of corn, he has to plant in the whole field. He can't just Go to the window and do like that and think he's going to get a whole field full of corn. He might get a harvest, but it'll be right there based on what he sowed. Are you still with me? So, as I said to you earlier, riches are available to everyone. And it's determined by them. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this. See, 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 remember that scripture that says, according to the measure that you meet, it'll be measured to you again. In other words, you set the measure. That's why I say, see, a whole lot of folk who say they want riches, they're not willing to do what it takes to get riches. We look at somebody like a Donald Trump and say, look at all those billions of dollars that he has. Do you have any idea how many millions of dollars he spends? You don't know. He spends millions. He's not afraid to spend it because he knows the process. He's not afraid to release because you've got to release. God said, unless a, a, a seed fall into the ground and die, it can't produce. God had to give his son Jesus. He died. When he raised, was raised up, then he began to produce. And notice it produces after its own time. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's look at, please, uh, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. If, you, if, you, if you're having difficulty moving around in your Bible, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we got, it'll be on tape. It'll be on tape. It'll be on tape. Amen. Because I'm going to have to pick up the pace. All right? Romans, the first chapter. And verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, 
even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Okay, let me break that down. In a nutshell, what he's saying is, we can determine spiritual things by natural things. Look at natural things and see how they work. And spiritual things work the same way in another realm. Because what you see operating in the natural came from the spiritual. So actually what you see operating in the natural is a copy of what's going on in the spiritual. So that's why he said there'll be seed time and harvest. Because it's something natural that we can relate to. We know that when a farmer puts a seed in the ground, all things being equal, if that ground is watered and sunshine is reaching it and that, and that seed is in the soil, it will produce. And, and what's so interesting about it, something else that I made, a, made note of last week, that is that seed has everything in it that is necessary for whatever is going to produce. In other words, that seed doesn't need two or three other seeds to produce the harvest. Everything is contained in that one seed. I think we mentioned the acorn. From the acorn, mighty oak trees come up. The trunk and the bark and the limbs and the leaves and other acorns all come out of that one seed because that one seed contains everything necessary to create an oak tree. Glory to God. So when you name your seed, hallelujah, confined in that seed that you name is everything necessary to give you what you named it. And it will reproduce after its own kind. So, in a nutshell, that's what he's saying. What we, what we see in the natural, we can use it as an analogy for what's happening in the spirit. So, therefore, seed time and harvest. Now, some facts about seeds. I just mentioned number one. A seed is pre-programmed to produce. It is pre-programmed to produce. You don't have to know what kind of seed it is. If you put it in the soil, it's going to produce whatever it is. Let me say that again. You don't have to know what kind of seed it is. If you put it in the soil, it will produce whatever is in it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to produce. It is going to produce. It does not need your assistance to be what's already programmed in it to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'll say that later. Moving, moving right along. That seed only needs the proper environment. Did you hear me? That seed only needs the proper environment. We can take a seed and put it here on this carpet and it'll stay that seed forever. But you take that same seed and put it in some soil and it'll go to produce it. That's the environment. Some of your seeds are not producing because you put it in the wrong environment. Hallelujah. You, you, you've been around the wrong folk. You've been in the wrong place. 
Therefore, it cannot produce because its environment is outside of the realm of producing. See, this, see, you, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Even if you don't say the wrong thing, if you, if you, how they put it, stay with folk that are always saying the wrong thing, they can kill your seed. That's the environment you take it to. So you take that seed to that environment and that, that seed cannot produce there. Hallelujah. Everybody want to be rich, right? Amen. You want to be rich some environments, you're just going to have to come out of it. Amen. You just got to get out that environment. Amen. Not only that environment, some of them folk that's in that environment. You know, like Abraham, he, he left and took Lot with him. That was a big mistake. Amen. Amen. Some of us carrying a lot around on our back and wondering why our seed is not producing. We carrying the reason it ain't producing. Hmm. Mercy. Sometimes you got to do like uh, Sister Bridget said, you got to kick them to the curb. Say, I love you, but I love you out there on the curb. Amen. You can't come with me. You can't come with me. No, you can't come here. My house is peace and love and joy. <laughs> you can't come in here with your stuff. Because see, in my house, the seeds are producing. Seeds are working. See, they're in the environment. They're producing harvest for me, you see. You come in there and going to tear up everything. You can't come in here. You, you, remember, you remember him, Uncle Bobo? Uncle Bobo can't come up in here. Uh, no, I'll see you later, Uncle Bobo. See you down the corner. Amen. I'll meet you at the store, you know? Amen. You say what you got to say, then I'll leave you there. Amen. So you got, you got to protect that environment. That environment must be protected. Hallelujah. That's why farmers will go out and they'll spread all kinds of chemicals and whatnot to keep Uncle Bobo out the environment. Hallelujah. All right. <clears throat> the seed never looks like what it will produce. Come on now. Think, think about it. The seed never looks like what it's going to produce. Think about that little acorn. Don't look nothing like the mighty oak trees. Think about that little mustard seed, little tiny thing. Don't look nothing like what it's going to produce. Think about that little seed that's going to pr produce that, that stalk of corn. Don't look like nothing it's going to produce. Neither does your seed look like what it's going to produce. That's why people sometimes kick their seed to the curb. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, they kick their seed to the curb because it don't look like nothing. What is this? And you want to chuck it. And I'm trying to catch it. I want to catch it because I know that that's a vital seed. And if, and if it is planted in the proper seed, it's going to produce for anybody. Ooh, what did he say? Yeah, your seed will produce for me if I take it and put it in the right environment. 
Somebody got your stuff. See, your seed is producing for them because you kicked it to the curb and they picked it up. And I'm out hunting seed. <laughs> you, want, you want to kick something to the curb, I'm a hunting seed. Amen. I'll be a farmer every day. Amen. I'm hunting seed, see. So it's going to produce regardless. You learning anything? All right, good, good. I didn't get to the meat yet. Next fact about the, about the seed. When the seed falls into the ground, it dies. In other words, it's gone. You notice how they take the offering baskets and leave? <laughs> Did you notice they leave? And you be thinking, where are they going? My, my money in there, where are they going? And they going to stay up front here and count it so we can see? No. When the seed falls in the ground, it's gone. It's gone. Amen. Don't come back tomorrow and say, Pastor, I hit a little spot. I hit a little rough spot. Can I get my $10 back? It's gone. It's gone. And notice, I never left the room. I ain't got it. <laughs> Amen. It's gone. But it has to go. See, the father had to give up Jesus. If you don't give it up, it's not gone. And if it's not gone, it's not planted. And if it's not planted, it can't produce. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's got to be gone. You can't go home and think about it. It's gone. You go home and there's a bill waiting for you. If this had come yesterday. <laughs> That's why God said it's gone. All right. Hallelujah. Now, next fact about a seed. Remember, well, let's, let's turn to let's turn to the scripture. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, we're right nearby. Second Corinthians, chapter nine. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, chapter nine. Watch this. Right, here we go. Verse 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give or sow. Right? Do I not do justice to the scripture if I say give or show, sow, either one? Okay? Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give or let him sow, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. God loveth a cheerful giver. Okay? Now, hold, hold, well, no, you don't have to hold your place. Just turn back to Mark. Mark chapter uh, 4, I believe it is. Mark chapter 4. Mark 
Okay, Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Mark 4, 14. Very simply says, the sower soweth the word. The sower soweth the word. The sower soweth the word. Now remember what that other scripture said. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him sow. So let him sow. Now, the sower, the sower, the sower. How many of you in here, how many of you uh, in here have children? Let me see, let me see your hands. Okay. You, that means that you are a parent. Correct? You are a parent. Are you a parent all the time? If you was a parent, you're always a parent. Whether they're sitting in front of you, whether they're in California, whether they're in Georgia, wherever they are, if you're a parent, you're a parent. And you're always a parent. The word says God gives seed to sowers. When are you a sower? All the time. I don't stop sowing and I ain't a sower no more. Either you a sower or you're not a sower. And the word said God gives seed to sowers. And sowers produce harvest. Maybe that's why ain't nothing happening. You're not a sower. You just every now and then give up. Uh-oh. What did he say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you're just an every now and then giver. But a sower is a sower all the time. In good times and bad times. In fat and in lean. In good and in bad. I know about the bad. I started in the bad sowing. Wasn't no, I didn't have to worry about going down. I was there. All I could go was up. So I became a sower and I continued to sow from that day until this day. I never stopped sowing because I'm a sower. I'm not an occasional giver. Occasional givers don't get harvest. Ouch. Ouch. See, see, because only sowers sow seed. Hallelujah. All right, where? where you, uh, well, you didn't hold your place, but you can go back to 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9. Second Corinthians 9. This is going to make you rich. In case you didn't know what I was doing, where I was going. See, you came to the right place today. You want to be rich. Amen. I may want to be rich. 
You got to do what it takes to be rich. Hallelujah. All right. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Now we're going to go back to the sixth verse this time. Thank you, Jesus. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. There's your harvest. There's your harvest. He already told you what's going to happen. He already told you what's going to happen. That's, you know, that's the guy with a pocket full of money. And we go to church and pull out a dollar. He already told you what's going to happen. See? That, that's, that's what you sow. You can look for that kind of reward. He shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now watch this. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you uh, three things about the sowing process. In 1 Corinthians 16, it talks about the first, first one or two word, word, uh, verses. It talks about on the first day of the week, you bring in store, an offering, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Say every, every, every. Well, you're looking funny. All right. Bless your heart. All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me just go there real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay up by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. He said, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. Why did he say everyone? Because he's talking to sowers. He said, every, I know it, every week, the sowers are going to have something to sow. <laughs> God, hallelujah. Every week, the first day, every week, sowers have something to sow. He's talking to sowers. He's not talking to occasional givers. He's talking to sowers. All right, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me now. So that means that's systematically. You're systematically sowing. No, this is this is this is a regular thing. This is my routine. This I do as a regiment. I do this all the time. Why? Because I'm a Hallelujah. See, I, I'm a sower. I do this all the time. I, I, I don't hit and miss. I, I don't hit and miss. I, I look at it like this. You don't hit and miss eating. You hit that boy every time. Bang, bang, bang. And, and if it, even if it looked like you're going to miss, what time is it? Zacchaeus was a, a tax collector, and he was stealing all the money. He was one of the richest people in the, in the joint, right? Stealing all the money, okay? And, and when Jesus came to his house, he said, oh, Lord, Jesus is here. Lord, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I give half of everything I have. If I've ever taken anything from anybody, 
What happened there? Spontaneous. Spontaneous. He wasn't planning on doing that. He spontaneously, oh, oh I got to, Jesus is here, I got to give. Spontaneous. I'm talking about a sower now. See, a sower gives systematically, but a sower also gives spontaneously. Wasn't planning on it. Okay? Spontaneous giving, just because of the just because of the moment, the hour. Because the prophet of God said something. Whoa, yeah, I'm gonna get in on that. Spontaneous. See? We're talking about a sower now. I'm talking about a sower. I'm talking about I'm talking about the road to getting rich. I, and I'm not just talking, I'm practicing all this stuff. Amen. I'm practicing. Practicing. Glory to God, hallelujah. And then, and then there's another another way that the, the, the true sower participates. He participates sacrificially. I'll make a sacrifice. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this. I you know, I, I really don't, I really. If I think about this, I really, really don't need to do this. But I'm going to give a sacrifice. I'm going to give sacrificially. Why? Because I'm a sower. And this is what sowers do. They give systematically, spontaneously, and sacrificially. That's what sowers do. That's why you have things like when we, when we had that move of God a couple of times there where, I mean, folk just came. Nobody asked them to come. They just came and, you know, sacrificially, just like that there. Yeah, you know, like that. I mean, just just sacrificially, just did it as a sacrifice because they're sowers and they understand the process. And I have needs and my needs are met by my giving. Needs are met by your giving. Not by your receiving, by your giving. Because as long as the earth remains, there's seed time and there's harvest. So that's how my needs are met, by my giving. Oh, I could stay there for a while, but I don't have time. All right, all right, all right. Now, you remember in Isaiah uh, 55, God said, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. In other words, in, 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 the, short, in the short version, God said, I'm smarter than you. Amen. That's all he's saying. That's all he's saying. He tried to say it in a nice way, you know, because he's God. He tried to be nice, you know. But I'm just going to shove down the corner and say it like it is, you know. He's saying, I'm smarter than you. No, no, no matter what plan you came up with, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to come up with, I'm smarter than you. And I say, do this, and it'll work. Hallelujah. All right. Ah. Uh, in the interest of time, I'm not going to go there. But in Proverbs 13, we we have another we have another uh, uh, indicator here of of the sower's life, and it talks about the receiving end of the sowing. Now, number one, it talks about you receive by working. Number two, you receive by investing. Number three, you receive by inheritance. Number four, you receive by receiving gifts, and number five. You receive by compensation. These are righteous ways to receive. So when we talk about when we talk about receiving a harvest, we're talking about 
working, investing, inheriting, gifts, or compensation. Now, my sowing produces the channel of return for me. My sowing produces the channel of return for me. Now let's turn to Malachi chapter 3, please. Very familiar stuff. Malachi, the third chapter. You're not getting cold, are you? All right, good. Praise the Lord. Punch it up, it's up. All right. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And God says, In tithes and offerings. You'll curse with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Then he says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith. Saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome man, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, remember, the principle is sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Stay awake now. We're getting to the meat now. Ain't no time to back down now. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the principle is sowing and reaping. He said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there'll be meat in my house, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, the tithe is a tenth of all your increase we try to make it money he said all oh, your increase the folks back there were in an agrarian society they were farmers and raised cattle they had no money as we see it but that was written to them also so he can't necessarily be talking about money. If you limit God to money, you could miss your harvest. I got him going now. He said, what do you say? What's that? Yeah. You limit God to money, you could miss your harvest. Because God could have something for you that's worth a whole lot more than money. But you let it pass you by. Because you said, that ain't money. I'm looking for money. He never promised you money for your tithing. He said, I'd open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. that there wouldn't be room enough to receive it all. A blessing. Well, what kind of blessing? Well, what do you need? I like what Dr. Hilly calls it. He says, He'll give you wisdom, insight, opportunities, creativity, 
He'll give you ideas. And I another one he doesn't use, but I use it from the from from uh, uh, from the Bible also. It's witty invention. He'll give you an idea that can be worth much more than any amount of money that he could give you. Amen. Do you know how many trillions of dollars the electric light bulb was worth to to Edison? You have no idea. It's still producing. It was an idea. If he gave him money, it would be a limited amount. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. See, see, so how are you? Now watch this now. Watch this now. Get to the meat. Time to chew. How, <laughs> how are you going to receive a harvest when you don't know what you're looking for? It could pass you by. You looking for some dollars. You might be in South Africa and they passing out rands. I don't want that. That play money. It ain't play money there. You have to know what your harvest looks like. I want ideas. and I want witty inventions. I want you to give me imagination. I want you to show me things. How I can produce the harvest that I want. That's the return of a tither, not money. And I know it works. I've gotten so many ideas, drive Adrian crazy. Here, do this, do this. Look, 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 this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. Every time I look, there's another one, another idea, another, another plan, another something else. I mean, Kings come out and, and KGM comes out. All kinds of things come out. God has shown me some things. I mean, he showed me some things the other day. I knocked your socks off. If I told you some of the things that he showed me, and this is how this is how you do it, this is how it's going to produce. Ooh, I'm telling you, he would mm, make your curly hair straight and your straight hair curly. Amen. Just ideas, witty inventions that he gives you. That comes from being a tither. You have to know what your harvest is. Don't be locked into just money. It may come that way. Receive it, but keep looking. Keep looking. Might be more coming. Next thing, next thing, next thing. Oh, my time is just about gone. Y'all must be praying. This time isn't going, this time is going. Now, now remember that? Remember that second? Oh, I got to show you this. Remember that second Corinthians 9? Remember that? Let's go back there real quickly, real quickly. 2 Corinthians 9. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, don't miss this one. We prayed this this morning. We prayed this this morning. Several times. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace. God is able to make all grace. He says he loves a cheerful giver. He's talking about givers. He's talking about people who give. 
He's not talking about the time. Now. He's talking about people who give. Systematically. Spontaneously. Sacrificially. He's talking about givers. What's the reward? What's the harvest for a giver? Grace. What is grace? God's unmerited favor. What is favor? God raising up somebody somewhere to use their power, their ability, their influence, their resources to help me. God, hallelujah. So, so my harvest is grace. For my giving, my harvest is grace. For my giving, my harvest is going to be somebody is going to help me. That's what I'm looking for from a giving. I'm looking for somebody, somebody, somebody's out here. Somebody's out here to give me. Oh, somebody's gonna help me. Somebody's gonna help me. Somebody, listen, listen, listen. Not just somebody, somebody who can help. There's a whole lot of somebody's, but can they help? See, favor. No, notice, 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 notice. He's raising up somebody somewhere to use their power. That means they got some power. Their ability. They got some abilities. What else? What else? Their influence. They got some influence. What else? Their resources. That means they got some resources. He's raising up somebody and they're looking for me. Glory to God. Mine's out there looking for me. He got some stuff for me. Why? Because... I'm a giver. And this is my harvest for giving. Don't forget where we started. Seed time and harvest. Seed time. My seed is my giving. My harvest is favor. 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 Now listen, listen, listen. Jesus, they, they talk about Jesus as growing and having favor with God and men. So if I have favor with God, he uses his power, his influence, his ability, and his resources to help me. I love it. Oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah. I say, Lord, if you ain't got nobody, I'll, I'll accept yours. Why are you trying to raise somebody up? I'll accept from you. Because I have favor with God and men. Hallelujah. See, you got, you got to know what your harvest looks like. You got to know what to expect from what you do. This is what I'm expecting from my giving. I'm expecting favor. I'm expecting somebody to help me. I'm looking for somebody to help me. As a matter of fact, somebody looking for me to help me. God's already spoken to him. God's already spoken to that person. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Somebody with ability and power and resources and influence, right? What if they don't have any of that? God is able to raise them up. Remember the widow from Zerapath? She couldn't even help herself. She couldn't even help herself. But because God said to the prophet, she's going to sustain you. When he went there, she ain't got nothing. She said, I got these couple of sticks. And I'm on, we're going to cook something and we're going to cook us a cake. We're going to eat that. We're going to die. He said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. God sent me here. You're going to sustain me. 
make me a cake first. She made him a cake and the oil didn't run out. The meal didn't run out. And they said for over a year, everybody was living large. Amen. Everybody was living large. How come? Because God said, you go to her. Because see, I want to I wanna bless her while I bless you. So I'm going to raise her up. I know she's down right now. But hey, I'm God. I'm God. I can say to anybody I want to. And they're going to take care of it. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? I'll find me a man somewhere. There ain't nobody around. I'll raise one up. Because I'm God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to Job 22. Job 22. Job, Job, Job. Time you say, I ain't got no job. Well, turn to Job. <laughs> say, I got me a job. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. In Job 22, 27. 22, 27. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him. And he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. Hmm. Hmm. What's the, what's the return on vowing? Here it is right here. The light is going to shine on your way. After you decree a thing, you decree something, and then the light's going to shine. The, the glorious light of the gospel is going to shine. In other words, God's going to show you how to make what you decreed come to pass. He's going to allow you to use the same creative ability that he has. He's going to allow you to say something, decree a thing, after you make your vow and pay it. He said, now you decree a thing. And whatever you have decreed, I'm going to shine the light on it so you can see how to make it come to pass. I'm going to make it plain to you. I'm going to reveal it to you. Light is revelation. Reveal. You know, when you put light on something, you can see it. You know, it's dark in some places. But you turn the light on. And guess what? All the rats scurry when you turn the light on. All rats scurry when you turn the lights on. All rats scurry when you turn the lights on. They like darkness. Devils and demons like darkness. Devils, demons, and their emissaries like darkness. Devils and demons and their emissaries like secrets and dark. They want to whisper in the corner in the back. So God said, I'm going to put the light on it. 
Oh, glory to God. I'm going to put the light on this thing. We're going to shine the light. And let's see who receives the light and who runs from the light. Ooh. Getting back to vowing and paying, he said, when you decree this thing, he said, I'm going to shine the light or I'm going to give you revelation. I'm going to give you insight as to how to make that thing come to pass. I'm going to reveal to you the thing that you decree in manifestation. That is my harvest for vowing and paying. God said, I'm going to work with you on this thing. I'm going to shine the light on this thing. And the thing that you've decreed, it's going to come to pass because I'm going to not only reveal it, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to get in close with you. God, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get close with you there so you can see. So you can see. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Turn to Philippians 4, please. I'm trying to I'm trying to end. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping stuff and but I believe you get the point. I believe you get the point. I'm about to close. I'm about to close. Everybody go and pray. Folks that don't even pray say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's about to close. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Now I know God answers prayer. I've been praying for that boy to shut up. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, beginning with the 15th verse. 4.15 reads this way. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. But you only, for even in Thessalonica you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. In other words, you didn't have to do it. It's a sacrifice. You've taken care of your tithes and your offering already. Now this is a sacrifice. Hallelujah. A sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. So God is well-pleased with sacrifices. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he's saying now that uh, there is a sacrificial giving that you can do to ministers of the gospel that the return on it will be... <laughs> He's going to supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the harvest on giving into the life of a minister who is feeding you. Who is feeding spiritual life to you. You give into their physical life and God says, You're going to go first class without paying first class money. 
God says it's going to be according to my riches in glory. Well, his streets are made of gold. According to his riches. Not according to Fort Knox riches. According to his riches. Because Fort Knox would probably fit in a cavity if God had one. So it's according to his riches in glory that he says, I am going to give you a first class lifestyle. First class. First class lifestyle. That's the harvest on the seed that I sow into the life of a minister who feeds me the word of God. That's the harvest. But it's according to the measure that you meet that will be measured to you again. Whatever you see. If you don't see the value, it does you no good. It does nothing for you. You have to see the value. You have to receive the revelation. Because faith has come, you've got the revelation. So I said, okay, I've got the revelation of that. I'm going to do that. But what if I don't see anything? Don't be weary. In well-doing. For if you faint not, <laughs> in due season, you shall reap. So you see, your harvest has a due season. But you need to know how your harvest is broken down. Now, that's not all the harvest. I just, I just ran across four real quickly for you. You have to find out what exactly is the harvest of my sowing this seed. I want to know what exactly is going to be the harvest if I help out in this area. What exactly is going to be my harvest? I need to know so I know what to look for. Because otherwise, my harvest could pass me by. And I don't believe in passing by and harvesting. We need them all. Every harvest we need. Every harvest we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you, Father, for your word. We glorify you. Thank you, Father, for your word. We magnify you, for you are worthy to be praised. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lord our God, the Lord most high, the Lord most high, the Lord most high. You are worthy. You are worthy. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.